0: Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have secrets <laughs> Oh, this new crazy
1: mother! Welcome, friends, to episode one, two, two of Color of Magic or Magic and Gaming podcast, where we talk about all types of issues that affect gamers at and away from their gaming tables and computers for 122 episodes i got my main man brian allen here and riding shotgun and you know i'm your main dude daquan watson but how's it going brian let's talk about you
0: it's it's it's, it's going well we survived the winter storm and i guess uh thankfully no power went out the grid held but uh like i said uh, small what did we learn we found out that we we you ever seen those like those Z-shaped driveways that were on the side of your house? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got one of those and apparently it doesn't thaw out at the same rate that a normal driveway would. So we were still iced in and our neighbors were just driving freely in <laughs> their oh, cleared-off driveways. So
1: because you have a crooked driveway, it didn't That's No, cuz it, it
0: was getting no it was just was in the side of the house where oh. it got
1: no sunlight whatsoever gotcha i was more thinking about like because of just directional physics or something I'm like why how does that work i was already processing like is it because like the wet stuff doesn't go downhill and there's like <laughs> so like, we
0: we went out
1: thinking we we're going to walmart and i like, know
0: nah, our driveway is still ice block and as we look around the neighborhood everybody else with a normal driveway is just it's just rolling Start hitting it with the hammer and a shovel. <laughs> we shovels. We were pouring vinegar and baking soda because I saw that on somebody's channel or something. Oh, man.
1: Hey, you know, at least I will say, fortunately, it didn't get as cold as it did last year for y'all. So that's really yeah. good. Yeah. But I know a lot of people that were really worried about that. Right. So a lot of people left
0: the state just, you know, went to visit their. N- neighbors in Oklahoma or Louisiana or went and got a hotel if they live right near the border or one of the states because they just weren't
1: taking any chances. It's sad that it's come to that. But. Think about how much trauma that is where you're just like, this might be so bad. I'm just taking out for a week. Yeah. You know, like that, that last year was a bad year, man. It messed some people up. Like, right. literally, I know people that had fear instantly when they heard like, uh, cold front's coming, everything's gonna ice over, but they mm-hmm. were already like panicking, you know. People were out buying what I like to call their their uh snow French toast. Yeah. Cause you go to the go to the store and everybody buys milk bread and eggs. They're right.
0: <laughs> like they ain't ever getting out. Yep. And but last some week, people not last week. Last year we really didn't get out for a week. So
1: well, yeah, you for real didn't. You know. But yeah, I'm glad to hear things are going well, man. Your your family doing well. You got to recover from the COVID and right. you didn't get snowed in. So, you know, we'll take that as a win. But yeah, before we get started, because this show has a lot of different topics we're going to be covering. <laughs> and there's some, there's some good stuff this week. Uh, be sure to check out our show sponsor, Cardsphere, over at Cardsphere.com. Great place for you to buy and sell cards at the price you want. And the best part about is you can kind of deal with it when you want. And everything's available on there. So go by and give them a look. Uh, it's a little bit of a different website, but fantastic folks that support a lot of good up-and-coming content creators. And if you want to support the show, you can go check us out over at patreon.com slash for as little as $2 a month. You can help us keep the lights on and keep upgrading our equipment and putting on a better show. Just like the shout-out of the week for Mark Fillmore, who's apparently a longtime OG he 's been with us since June 2020 almost okay. right where he put it up so thank you mark and then if you want to get something for yourselves whether you want to get tokens or playmats check us stuff out over at colorofmtg.com slash shop and you can get a little something for yourself in addition to supporting the show all right let's uh whew, let's get into this one actually you no know one's funny. The thing I'm going to talk about sort of sounded like this, right? right? <laughs> but last week we had a bunch of crazy stories and we didn't know what we want to cover. And this is one we kind of put off for a week. But if you didn't hear about this, man, it, it's this is one time I will tell you to go look up footage of it because it is totally worth it. But if you've not know, there's this chain of buffet places called Golden Corral. They're mostly, to my understanding, in the South and the Midwest uh we don't have any up in the northwest i don't believe but they they are all right you know and they're mm-hmm. not bad you you spend about 17 18 bucks you can you can get full and they and they have a spread on their buffets right you can get everything from a chocolate fountain to fresh baked rolls to just all kinds of stuff but on this particular day i saw that golden corral was trending i'm like well they must be going out of business because, you know, that was my first thought. Cause yeah. I'm like, what else is Golden Crowd going to be trending for? Don't get me wrong. They're not terrible, but they're not great either. They're very they're aggressively medium, <laughs> you, you know, the, like uh, they I right. exactly like that. That's exactly the term. They're right. Right. And, the, you know, if you want to take the family out on a Sunday afternoon, you don't know what everybody wants to eat. You can walk in there get people fed and full on some family deals at the buffet is cool. So I go look up what's going down because I'm like, well, now I got an internet search. Why? Why is everybody all talking about Golden Corral? Apparently, there was a big ass fight at a Golden Corral, like enough that it involved what looked to be from the thing, probably at least a quarter to half of the patrons that happened to have been in there at that point in time, like not even just like a food fight, right? I mean, this is literally people throwing furniture, climbing over each other. Like now for me, the kicker to the whole thing is at one point there's a dude that passes by the camera that's just like, I just wanted a steak. And like, the funniest thing, oh, that's what this started over. There they're okay. So for those of you who've never been to a golden corral or a similar buffet, they have a steak station or a meat station and or carving station, that's what they call it, right? And there's a dude, usually with some nice cut of beef or whatever, and he's just cutting off steaks for people. Apparently, on this day, they ran out of steak. I don't know if it means they just didn't cook enough or maybe they were just completely out in the back. I have no idea, but they ran out of steak. Apparently, somebody at that point tried to cut in line to, I guess, try to get to the next round of steak if there was going to be more or whatever. And somebody didn't like that. And then somebody was mad when they found out there was no more steak. And then a riot broke out. Like I don't even call her, I guess just a fight broke out, but I, it, it,
0: well, your fight implies two or three people. We had what minimum 25, 30 and, people.
1: Oh yeah. There was a whole lot of people involved. There was probably more than that. And that's why I don't understand. I'm like, okay. Cause first off, let's be real. Like ain't nobody's steak that good. And as we said, going around aggressively. I, <laughs> I mean, I I've been to some nice ass steak places and I still wouldn't fight nobody over oh. a steak.
0: Nah, never.
1: <laughs> like, you could, you could tell me my favorite cut of steak at my favorite steak place was no longer available, and I'd be like, nah, that sucks. You know, like, I ain't even remotely th- – like, am I going to be mad at th- – like, who are you even fighting? Like, why are you mad at them? Like, did you mad at them because they got the last slice? Like, and I mean, just, like – Just in terms of, of fighting, like,
0: I don't even- I, I know I have no training. I haven't had a fight in the you know, process sixth or seventh grade. I know there are very few people I could take, but you, you jump into a crowd of 30 people. You got to assume there's somebody in there. If not multiple people capable of just, just, just beating the brakes off of you.
1: Oh yeah. And, and, <laughs> and that's my other problem, right? I'm looking at this video and I'm like, okay, people, we need to train people on how to deal with Tentia's situation. Because like, why are you even still inside? Like if I'm there with right. my significant other or my kids or whatever, like just get the hell out. Why are you still standing? Like, Cause there's people in the video just standing there watching the fight happen. And I'm like, you know, you're going to get hit with the straight chair or some right. crap that's being thrown around. Like, why are you still in there? Just, just go outside.
0: We, 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 talked no about this, we talked about this before. It reminded me of that scene in Kingsman where the Samuel old Jackson hits the psycho button that does. Control, and it's just everybody in the church starts fighting each other because yeah. they're being mind controlled. That's what it looked like.
1: And I'm just like, I, why, why are all, and that was my thing. Like, I get it. Some people are just looking for a fight or the people that happen to be mad for whatever reason they're mad. Like, fine, they could throw down or whatever, but like, why is everybody else on there? Because these are literal families. There's like older people, yeah, you know, whatever. Like, like, why are y'all not getting the hell outside? Like, why? Zero reason to be inside that building at that point. And this goes on for a couple of minutes. It's not like this was 30 seconds and done. No. So I'm like, man, what's going on with people? Like, we are not
0: exaggerating. Furniture is being yes, thrown. I do.
1: And not only that, you could tell it's dude's first time ever throwing a heavy piece for it. Cause he didn't even hit, he hit the lights that were above him and wherever, like he didn't understand how to throw a chair. <laughs> like, <laughs> so these are people just getting dumb in the moment, but man, if you're ever in that situation, just walk outside. Like there's zero reason to be in the middle of that. Like, I don't care if you hadn't paid your bill or your tip <laughs> or it. you just, you just wait outside. Right. Everything will be done in another five, six minutes. You know, authority is going to get there, start arresting people, whatever. Then you go back inside and resolve your business, right? Ain't no reason to be inside there. Like you can, you can call me a punk. You can come run to. I ain't trying to get hit by you know, I don't know, just sucker punch with a chair, like right. you know, like. I... I ain't about that life, man, for real. 30,
0: 40 people. There's there's no way to win this. It's just well, what is your end? Let's say you are Chuck Norris and you just handle
1: 39 people. They still don't have any stake. That's my problem. Like at the end of it, what's the goal? See, and that was my whole thing. Like when I found out it's because I'm thinking, all right, somebody really messed up. Like somebody did somebody, somebody, I don't know, call somebody the N word in line. Like, I don't know. Something happened. Right. But then when I found out it was about the stake, I literally just threw my hands up at my computer. I'm like, bruh, like you, there ain't no reason.
0: It, it, ain't, it ain't a video game. If you beat up all these people, they're not going to drop more steak. Exactly. <laughs>
1: the steak. And that was my whole point. Like at the end of it, what, what do you think happens? Like more doesn't just magically appear because you took out the other person. It's not like you beat up everybody. And then magically the dude in the back's like, Oh, Hey, look, we found another steak. Like, that's not how it works. <laughs> You yeah. have,
0: you have defeated the cow gods challenge.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now meat will rain from the sky. I don't even know, but it's, it's a weird ass piece of footage, man. If you ever have a golden corral experience, it's just weird though. Props. If you're somebody that works at golden corral, cause you're like, man, people are fighting over our steak. I, right, <laughs> you know, <laughs> cause I imagine if you're like, one of these high-end steak places, you're mad that you ain't never had a ride over your steak. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we're just saying, like, people are going to be like, damn, maybe I got to go try some of that Golden Corral steak. People, people are fighting over it. out their
0: chef like, hey,
1: ain't nobody pushed anybody over our food. I'm, I'm just saying this, right? There. When was the last time we saw people fighting over food? It was them damn spicy chicken sandwiches over at the Popeyes, yeah, right? Yeah, But then you went and tried one, and you're like, ooh, this is good. <laughs> yeah. I still wouldn't punch somebody, but well, I'm just know. saying if you see on TV and you're like, man, people are fighting over this steak, maybe the steak's good too.
0: <laughs> <It> just
1: <laughs> You know, human logic is not great.
0: If the, pad, if the pandemic has taught us anything, you're like, we are <laughs> we we are not as evolved as we would like to think that we are. Not
1: even close, man. Not even close. Uh all right. Well yours is a little bit more uh relevant than mine is
0: but man but that's so crazy i almost like forget forgot my notes here but yeah uh as you know black history month and as we discussed there are always a few people who just don't quite understand the assignment bath and body work decide they're gonna have a whole you know just kind of like black history month display first of all they get this Horrible, fake-looking, you know, kinky African-looking design. It just really looks like they just went to the nearest Kinko's and said, hey, is there an African pattern, pattern button? Then wrap the display in that. And among the items on the Black History Month display are watermelon-scented lotions. Man... A group of executives sat around the table, planned all this out and said, yes, print it. That looks good. We're, we're going to make a lot of money off of this.
1: Like, you know what, though? You could have just made like a label that just said special for Black History Month only or whatever. Right. And then just had that printed. And people have been like, oh, that's cool of them to do. You did not have to go and put all this like fake Kenty cloth, you know, African flag stuff on it. That's just silly.
0: You could tell no actual black candle makers or business owners were consulted in the creation because that that could have prevented all this if actual black people had been talked to before they did this.
1: And and here's the messed up part, right? Because like, I'm sure that watermelon scent it probably hits for real. Yeah, it probably but does like, smell very good. But just just being, you know. A self-respecting black person like you ain't gonna buy that during Black History No, <laughs> you just <not. laughs> You're gonna look at that and be like, nah, you ain't getting me. <laughs> like <laughs> March but no, I can't do that right now. And see, oh, it's and the cool. Thing. Like, like, what if they were like, hey, if you buy something this month, we give you a 10% off coupon. You, you can use it in the month of March, right? right? And then you roll out that watermelon scented stuff and then it looks like, hey, we just put out a thing in March. But you know damn well who you're targeting. Yeah, and then don't look as bad, and they're coming back and chopping and buying it, right? Like that's probably the real plan. But yeah, it Ooh, I'm with you. I think you you just didn't consult anybody.
0: No, there's no way they could have. I just, or if or if they did, they probably had you know that. And I've I've been that for you know in newsrooms before that one black person that was consulted and doesn't feel comfortable enough in their job to speak out.
1: That might be the case. You might you might have been the token in the room, and you just you got to pick your fights, and probably just went, you know what, that's good enough, right? We'll just (laughs) leave it be. Or who knows? Maybe it was crazier, and it got talked down to that. That's
0: true. It could have been like we got a watermelon lotion. We're gonna have uh, some fried chicken based stuff. It's gonna be awesome. We're gonna have some.
1: Some. We're gonna make some shea butter. And we're going to make a cocoa butter lotion.
0: <laughs> it's going to be <laughs> like, great.
1: Like, hold up, man. Hold up. That, that, that's true. It
0: could have been worse. And maybe they were talking down to this.
1: Yeah, that's that's probably the case. But, yeah, that that's uh, that's rough. That's going to get you some backlash. You know what that reminds me of?
0: I think they've already had to donate $500,000 to black causes to try, which is a, a drop in the bucket for oh, Bad sure. The Body Works, but still could have been avoided had you talked to any black people beforehand.
1: It's kind of like those ads we saw a couple of years ago where they had like the photoshopped in little white kid wearing the shirts that like black and proud and yeah. blah, 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 whatever. like Black History Month. And it was, it was like a whole spread of just like white kids wearing all these shirts about like, I'm I'm proud to be black or like, you know, black history or, you know, black is beautiful, whatever. And I'm like, why would you why would you do that? Like, really? what, what what in in what world does that seem OK? Like, and that's for everything, right? You yeah. wouldn't want a black kid wearing one for like I don't know Cinco de Mayo or whatever. Like, yeah. it just wouldn't make sense. Like, why? Why would you do that? Like when uh, Moana came out, the next Halloween be like, okay, y'all, no,
0: don't dress up like Malik. Yeah. This is not, this is not the look.
1: Just, it's so silly. And again, a thing that could be completely avoided if somebody would have just stopped and went, you yeah, know, this doesn't look right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know, man. But, yeah, I'm with you. It's just a, a bad luck. Bad luck. Well, in other news, we at least learned some things last week. So, why don't we share with the audience what you learned last week, Brian? All right. Yeah, this uh, I, I didn't even plan this
0: segue, but it worked because this is a case of uh, representation actually being done Right. Season twelve of Apex Legends is live, or, or definitely will be by the time you uh, you hear this. And there's a new character called Mad Maggie. She is a uh, she is a Maori, and that's the. I, I've been covering video games for twenty years. This is the first time I think I have seen a Maori main character in any video game I have reported on. So this is a huge deal,
1: huh? Actually, think, I don't think I know of one either.
0: No, I, I'm not familiar with any. Certainly, again, not somebody that's been a main character. Because Kind of what Apex does is each season they release a brand new character and there's kind of a, a backstory, you know, behind that character and everything kind of like, uh, you know, basically everything that's kind of the storyline and the lore for that season revolves around the new character. And uh, they hired a Maori voice actress, and actually took her input as part of the dialogue, the character, and the design, making it feel authentic. And uh, so far, people seem to love the character. And in addition to you know just being great representation, because let's be honest, this is what gamers care about the most. The character really seems fun to play. She kind of shakes up the meta, you know, because there's there's a lot of defensive characters in the game, and she has abilities to kind of. It's almost like she's designed to be like a one-woman SWAT team where, okay, you're hiding behind the wall, throwing a bomb, and you're getting to come up from behind the wall now. She's got a gigantic wrecking ball that she can throw up. Here. Just a lot of fun. And also, she's apparently, according to the lore, about a 55 years old. I You don't nice. see a whole lot of older women in video games either. So,
1: great. Like they checked two boxes.
0: They really did.
1: Yeah, and for those of you who don't know, Mayuri, uh M.A., O-R-I, I I believe, and they are actually, I think, Polynesian history, and most of them live in New Zealand, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah, basically, like, the the people that were native to New Zealand before uh, other folks started showing up.
1: Yes, so kind of cool, honestly, credit, because that's a... What I like about that is it's an opportunity to also educate people, right? right? Because people are probably gonna read the description or see the character and be like, this character is different. Like, I don't know anything about this or these people or whatever. And that kind of opens up that door to have a better understanding, which is again, one of the reasons you want that representation, right? Because it closes that gap and gets familiarity that you wouldn't get otherwise.
0: It seems like they did a really good job of like, yes, she is a Maori character, but that's not the only thing to her character.
1: Yeah, that's also cool, too. I'm with you.
0: They've given her a really fun backstory, and she's kind of, you know, it's kind of villain
1: slash anti-hero, kind of walking that fine line. Yeah, because it's tough, right? When you get an Asian character, it's like, oh, it's all about Asian culture. It's all about having the demanding parents. It's all about, you know, it's like, okay, cool, we get it. But, like, what else about the character makes me find this person interesting? You know, other than making the character all about their background. And it's like, oh, this is kind of cool. I kind of like
0: that. And I yeah. like the
1: fact that she's older.
0: That's neat. Yeah. Uh, again, we hardly, e- even if you see an older female character in a video game, it's usually some kind of anime character that's 3,000 years old, but they look like they're 17. Yeah, that's true.
1: You you were totally right on that. <laughs>
0: So she is shattering all kinds of stereotypes. It was cool because they, they revealed her character, I guess two or three seasons ago, but they, we, we just kind of heard her voice and then apparently she kind of blew up the apex game with the, so then she comes out in this season and somebody else frames her and blows up the whole stage again. So like, Oh, everybody kill Maggie. Like, no, I swear guys, this time I didn't do it. This was not me. <laughs> But, of course, nobody believes her cause she's
1: already blown up the stage once yeah, she's she's already got the history. Well, that's cool, man. i I think that'd be a good thing for that community for sure. so definitely. Thumb, thumbs up to them. Hopefully, you get to see more of that. I think it's neat. Uh, as for mine, one of the interesting things I ran into, uh, partly related to the uh, recent. I no way to describe it really, other than killing of Amir Locke in his apartment. Yeah. Uh if y'all don't know about that, feel free to look it up. I will give you fair warning, body cam footage is a little bit traumatizing for people. Um dude was killed in roughly nine seconds. And that's it. Like from the time they got to his door to the time they woke him up and shot him, and he was awake for just less than three seconds, if you time it. So it's 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 a pretty messed up situation. But uh, I had posted something about it a couple of days ago. I have a long, if you don't follow me on Twitter and you wanted some good followers, you should probably follow me over there. But with that, I, it started a lot, a lot of back and forth conversations, which I was freely sharing articles and things explaining to people, you know, different problems and situations and how the NRA really doesn't support, you know, second amendment rights and this, that, and the other. And I had some people that did reach out after some of those conversations and not understand when we got into the, I guess into the weeds a little bit of saying like, Hey, look, this is why you probably have some black friends or associates that don't fully trust you. And they were truly unaware and not really understanding. Like, well, why wouldn't they trust me or whatever? I was like, do you understand? We're talking about a thing that's pretty much black and white. Like, and I don't mean that like, you know, being funny, but like, it's, it's a point blank situation. Like they there's footage Yeah, We have a guy with no history, no problems, no nothing. He's a legal gun owner. He has a registered weapon. He was in his own seven-story apartment, literally sleeping wrapped up in a damn comforter on his couch. like, And he got shot. And yet you're trying to justify all the reasons he got shot. Yet when we have these other situations and there are non-black people involved, you're trying to justify all the reasons it's okay for them to do what they did. Yeah. Right. Like I said, that's the problem. Like if when people see those kinds of actions, regardless of what audience or what community we are part of, we have to start questioning your motives and your character. Again, I'll bring up the example we've talked about multiple times on the show. Like we had a friend we hung out with, invited over places, worked for me, you know, whatever. And then now you kind of have to go like, ooh, do I have to rethink all these other things that came up? Like, am I gonna want to participate in things where he's like, "Hey, we're gonna do this thing," and my other friends are coming along? Like, mm. you know what Something I mean? Feels like, feels like a no. Yeah, it changes things because now you have to question somebody's entire set of motives. And it was amazing how many people truly did not understand. Like, well, why can't I be trusted? Like, I'm a good person. Like, you know, and unfortunately, they give me like I have black friends. You know, like it wasn't that, yeah. but it was at least like. I do all these positive things. I support these people. Like, why is the thing I'm like, yes, but your actions say another thing. Right. And I tell people all the time, like, and I've said it on the show and I will continue to say it. Like people's words are one thing. Your actions are truer than your words. Cause we can all say whatever we want. You know, we can say, Oh, we support women and women creators deserve to get paid as much and blah, blah and all this stuff. But if all we ever do is talk about guys positively or things that are uplifting guys, then we're not doing our part to help support the women either. You know, so it's like we can say whatever we want, but we're not really supportive if we're not doing our part to support them. Right. And the same thing in this case. But, yeah, it was it was interesting, man, to just go back and forth and see how much people want to disbelieve in things and how people are giving certain groups a free pass for certain actions. Like it's it's pretty wild. To see all that go on,
0: yeah, I, my first experience with no knock warrants—I did stories. It had to be twenty years ago now, as as a police report. I remember thinking, "Man, yeah, this is this is some bull." I mean, just I don't. This is this is just rife with potential for abuse. And again, that's two decades ago, and it's really we're going backwards instead of forwards. I'll, I'll say that only getting
1: worse. And I mentioned this to you pre-show, but. If you add everything up, the fact that the dude was living in a seventh-story apartment, so there's no reason for a no-knock anything because he ain't going nowhere, right? Not without jumping and risking death, probably, so whatever. It's also insanely early in the morning. I won't say it's like in the six o'clock hour of the morning, so whatever. Also, it was premeditated because where the hell do you get a key at that time in the morning to a dude's apartment? Right. Like you had to have planned that at some point because they know if any of y'all that live in apartments, y'all know damn well, your apartment office is not open at six o'clock in the morning no. for somebody to go get a key from them. It just ain't a thing. So that was even pre-planned. I said, then you went in making no noise, creeping in, shot a dude just waking him up off his couch. A guy who was not on the warrant. A person who, up to that point, had no connection to the thing. And to this stage, I think they still have no connection to the warrant and the situation they were dealing with. It's like, and he's a registered gun owner. And the weapon he had was registered. So there are literally zero issues. So I tell people, like, this is crazy. This is a conspiracy theorist in me, though. Like, just being open about it. He might have just got killed because he knew something. And I know it sounds a little crazy, but I'm like, my thought is, like, if I don't believe that, then I have to accept the belief that this group of whatever it was, I think five officers, are just completely incompetent.
0: Both scenarios are frightening. Really, yeah, just... that's what I'm
1: saying. Right? Like, both are bad. Because it's either somebody knew something. And to be fair, there's probably two or three of those cops in that group that didn't know anything. Like, it only takes one or two leads yeah. to say, like, hey, here's the job. This is what we're doing. Everybody else goes, okay, cool. This is what we're doing. Right? But either... Somebody was crooked and took them out, or you literally have to accept that that whole department is that incompetent. Because again, they were in a place where there were supposed to be no no knock raids. There's a moratorium on them in the whole vicinity of Minneapolis because of multiple situations that have come up recently.
0: As there should be at
1: this yeah, point, yeah, absolutely. But that's the thing, like front to back, nothing is right about that thing, and that's what I'm saying. Like either something crooked happened or they're really incompetent. And then and then today just before we started recording you had the chief of police and the mayor after a few questions literally just walk out of the press conference. Like not even exaggerating, took a couple of questions and then no communication, just turned and walked out. Which says they already had decided they were going to walk out at some point. Yeah. Which is <laughs> terrible.
0: How are you not prepared for this as a mayor and a police chief in
1: you know Minnesota and not just in Minneapolis in the place where you had the whole situation with George Floyd, right? Like literally the hotbed of the topic. <laughs> I mean, like you have to
0: have had all kinds of training on this if you if you have any idea what you're
1: doing. Yeah, or some PR people that at least are experienced with dealing yeah. with it from the last two years. But it's like, yeah, so the whole thing's a mess. But like I said, just seeing how people weren't understanding how their words were affecting people's reactions to them. And don't get me wrong. I am one of those people that I am willing to have those conversations if people want to come to me and need help having something explained to them or whatever, I'm down. I'm fine educating folks. But the amazement that multiple people had of just like, I don't understand. And I'm like, wow, you were really that oblivious to what's going on here. Right Not only that and you're arguing that whole thing with somebody who happens to be black, which ain't helping your case any, you know, but like, come on now. Like, yeah, My man,
0: this is the definition of not resisting. My man was curled
1: up on the couch. <laughs> oh, for, real? for real, Like, and, and, you know, this isn't totally related to the what did we learn second segment, but like this kind of comes back to what we talked about. I actually about a year and a half ago or so where, the one time and don't get me wrong, it's sad to say this, but like this type of thing has been going on so long. I'm mostly desensitized to a lot of it. Right. You just go. Yeah. It's, yeah. Stupid. it's screwed up. It sucks that it happened like now another family's wrecked or whatever. But the one that got me was I wish I remember dude's name, but the orderly. Right. That had the guy that was slow and yeah. the cops got called because the dudes outside walking around with. I think it was like a fire truck or something in his hand. And people said it was a gun. So he comes out as an orderly trying to protect the patient explaining to the officers while the patient is sitting there playing with this fire truck on the sidewalk. He's like, look, he doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't have a weapon. He's just out here. He's, you know, we're over here at this hospital or whatever. Dude lays down the orderly hands in the air. He is completely prone speaking to the officers clearly from about 25, 30 yards away. You can hear everything clearly. And from what I understand, the it comes out later during the trial or whatever. The cops had actually been radioed at this point that there was no weapon. right? I guess somebody from the facility called the cops or called the police after they saw the cops outside or whatever and explained to them what's going on. And the dude still got shot. It, it's just mind blowing. Fortunately, he only caught him in the leg. But then that led me to another problem that, one, you shouldn't have shot in the first place. And two, you are bad enough aim that you couldn't hit a full size Man-sized target. And this dude looked like he was probably around six foot, probably about 250-ish. he was a little bit of a heavier dude. Yeah. Just laying on the ground at 25, 30 yards. Like, you don't even deserve to have a weapon at that point. We're lucky he was a bad aim. So
0: many issues. But the kicker to
1: that one was during the trial, and I swear to you, if you go look it up, they asked him, why did you still shoot him then? He literally just said, I don't know.
0: That's you, That That can't be your answer if you carry a gun for a living.
1: Dude had over a year to just make up something. And he literally <laughs> just said, I don't know. And there wasn't like, okay, cool, you lose your badge, right? That's the problem, right? Because I looked at that. That was my one They got me to say, like, what else can a dude do in that situation? He's trying to protect his patient. He's speaking clearly. He's made himself as non-threatening as possible. He's showing his hand. So there's no action of anything happening. Yeah. And somehow he still catches a bullet. Fortunately, just a bad shot that caught him in the leg, but like could have been worse. And I was like, what do you do in that situation? I remember talking to my significant other and just saying like, I don't even know what I do." And that was the thing that got me. Cause I'm like, there's literally yeah, the nothing game. else that guy could do. Right. Genuinely nothing. like, and that's sort of how, like, people are looking at this Amir Locke situation. Like, yeah. the dude was at home, <laughs> sleep, you know, at six in the morning or whatever, and end up dead. And it's like, what is he supposed to do? For for years,
0: Black people have known when we go out, we got to be careful. Now we got to be careful laying in our own bed, sitting in our apartment, eating cereal.
1: they yeah, like, now you got to keep all your deadbolts and stuff on, I guess. It just... You know, or something, I don't know, an extra chain, or I don't know, put a chair under the door or whatever under the knob, right? Like something, Like, but it's crazy. Which, it's, you know, the, the,
0: the, there are so many of these cases. I saw the other day where uh, the, the, the officer, I guess, that fired the fatal shots on Breonna Taylor is getting ready to go to trial. All they've got him on are, I think, a couple of charges of, felony endangerment and that's because he could have hit somebody else firing into an
1: apartment complex yeah it's just crazy hey at least we got chauvin and the boys locked up or whatever so there's that but my goodness Uh, hate hate to see it man hate to see it but all right let's continue on to some other more gaming specific news So sticking with the themes of Black History Month, as we are through a lot of this episode, there's been some problems on TikTok recently, man. Uh, there's been a lot of pe- Black folks complaining about either not being featured, not you know their stuff not popping up as often. There's been people being banned, uh, some temporary, some permanent. And nobody really seems to know why. The only thing people can discern has been that, there has been a lot of uh, I'm trying to put the polite way to put this, but basically, some some extremists on the platform, and or people that share extremist views. I won't say they themselves are extremists, but they fall into that camp of logic, and they have apparently been popping up on a lot of Black folks streams or videos and comments, and. Sp- They're suspecting that those are the people that are starting to report a lot of those. If there's any type of negative language, if there's any type of talking about like the issues or making it seem like hate speech against whites or whatever it is, and getting a lot of them either blocked or taken down, whether that's temporary or permanent to the point. that I've seen a lot of black folks on there recently talking about, man, I don't know how much longer I'm going to put up with this. I don't know if I'm still going to be on the platform. You know, some are just using it as a promotion or ticket to get people to other platforms now. Like it's, it's a tough one, man. It's a tough one. I don't, I don't know the way you deal with that was with, with something like TikTok, truthfully, because the way it operates is so different than other social media. I mean, I know there's been people that I followed that hadn't popped up for a little bit and I didn't even know why. And maybe this is part of it, you know, now that it's starting to come to light a little bit. So I don't know, man. It's it's weird. It's weird because you know, like I I do enjoy some black TikTok every once in a while. Well, yeah, t-
0: I mean, usually TikTok is you know I mean, it's just so much fun. They have nailed so many things, you know, just on the, the just the, the social media boxes, give you that fun interaction. And so this is very problematic.
1: It's the fastest growing social media platform ever, I believe. And there was a guy, and I wish I remembered his name, but I had started watching him recently. Cause they've only seen like two or three of his videos pop up, but he's an ex Marine who used to be super conservative. And he's basically doing a series of videos on how he deconstructed his conservatism, you know, and what logic it's led him to and how much was misguided. And he's basically taking a topic at a time and making a bunch of videos out of it and very thoughtful, you know, he's not attacking anybody. He's literally just saying like, here's what I used to believe. Here's why I feel differently about it now. Here's the facts I found that make this an incorrect bit of logic or what it's led to in situations I've seen, right? And even that dude's catching a bunch of hate. Like that's, you see so much of it in his comments or whatever. I'm just like, if this is what a lot of the platform is, that's tough, man. That's tough because it's a very good tool. There's a lot of musicians that have been found through it. A lot of dancers that have been found through it. Comedians, you know, so it's going to suck if that, ends up getting watered down or goes away because of bad algorithm, because of, you know, people basically the equivalent of hate rating that you can do on TikTok, you know, bunch of reports and down votes and whatever on people's stuff. So, like, it's a tough, tough bit, man.
0: And for um, for, the, for the guy you are talking about, that's so unfortunate because – that's how debate is supposed to work. You're supposed to be able to present the thing you believe, and if you've you know done the research, you should be able to defend your viewpoint without you know people getting and, and people you know that want to debate. You should be able to say, "Hey, okay, I disagree with you. Here's why." We're supposed to be able to do that without degenerating into name calling and slurring. And oh, for oh, sure, for sure. And but you know- we almost never see that anymore.
1: And I'm not saying you can't have, we'll say, racially toned stuff, because some of it's funny, right? Like like there was a dude, he has a thing. <laughs> he says, tell me something white people can do that black people can't do, right? And, you know, people are stitching the videos and putting the thing up. I saw a hilarious one the other day where there's a couple of black people that stitch stitched it and are watching this dude's video. And he says, okay, I'm going to tell you all something that white people can do that black people can't. He says, you know how sometimes something's really funny? He says, "White people, we can laugh without moving around." And I was like, "Oh man, he's got us!" Because that—that is funny. How many times you laughed and got up, ran around the room, or high five somebody or whatever? I was like, "Yeah, he's right." Right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's and it's silly and it's dumb and you know some people might be but but it's funny, right? Even the people yeah. who've commented on the singer are like, "Ah, he's pretty right. Ah, that's pretty good," you know it's you can still do that type of stuff and have a good time with it. Right. Like that stuff should be funny and celebrated and whatever, and shared around and it's comedic and it's done in the right tone. But then you have a bunch of stuff on there that is very hateful. Yeah. You know, I've, I've seen some and I'll see some of those people that have tons of followers and they're getting tons of comments and whatever. And it's just like, yeah, that's, that's rough, man. That's not a good look, especially during black history month. Right. Like, I would think you would expect the black people on your platform to talk about things that have historically affected black people. There's a lot of people doing like, I'm like every day taking a historical black figure and like highlighting them and talking about things that person dealt with or overcame or whatever. And I'm like, okay, cool. You're using black history month to educate people. All right, cool. Some are being like, Hey, I'm going to show you a tragic situation that's happened to black people every day of this month or whatever. Right. That's And of course, some people hate that or whatever, but I get why they're doing it, right? They're trying to educate on a month where people are paying attention. But that's leading to some of them potentially being banned or removed from the platform. You know, and it's just like, what are you supposed to do with that? And it's a shame because, like I said, I I think the app is a good app. I think as a social platform, it's cool. The only thing I would like is a better search function or something in it because it sucks whenever you lose things and can't go find the people or whatever. And that part's a little bit weird. But as far as just ease of use, you know, accessibility to everybody, like, it's pretty solid. But when you have these problems, eh, I don't know, you know, maybe somebody comes along and buys TikTok and fix a lot of it or whatever. I don't know. But, yeah, it's it's a tough situation right now for people. And like I said, with it being Black History Month, it's kind of like, well, it's not sitting well with a lot of folks. But. Something else is not sitting well with folks during Black History Month. Apparently, Twitch has not really decided to take advantage of their carousel during Black History Month. After all this talk about, like, we want to support minorities, we want to support our underprivileged communities, our underrepresented communities, and blah, blah, and this, that, and the other... Wouldn't you think that at least half the people in the carousel at all times should probably be some of your black creators? We tried
0: to help you, Twitch. We, we're desperately trying to help you. Like that,
1: that to me, that's just an underhanded softball. Like, yeah, it's just it's right right over the heart of the plate. Yeah, I'm not saying only feature black people during Black, but I'm saying like normally you might have like right now when we looked earlier, I think Big Cheese was the only one really being featured on the thing out of like six or seven people or whatever up there, right? I was like, why not have like three?
0: Yeah. I mean, it should, as you say, it shouldn't necessarily be the only thing because now there's video game tournaments yeah, and big stuff games, going on. But, but it should definitely be one of the dominant things.
1: Yeah. It's such a, like, again, if this is what you're trying to claim and this is what you want us to believe, it's a very easy solution. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't even have to try that hard. Like, this is the stuff we talk about when you get mad at Twitch. For a plethora of issues, not even just just, racially related stuff or whatever, just everything. It's like you want like we're pulling for Twitch so hard. This is the easy stuff, y'all. Yeah. Like this is exactly the problem is like you can't get the simple things right. Like literally anytime I log into Twitch for this entire month, I should easily be able to flip through the carousel and say, oh, hey, maybe I'll find a new black creator. I can at least check out or maybe plays a game I play or whatever. And just see if they're any good. You know, like, it shouldn't be that difficult. But, again, when you go look and there's, like, a person. It's like, well, what do you do with that information? You know, it's like, uh, hopefully it gets better throughout the month. I know some people have pointed it out. And I, I guess Twitch had responded to a couple of folks. So I guess it's something that's on their radar that they know now. But it's just like, why was that already just lined up? That that should have been a thing you knew already, like why? Why is this a thing? And
0: and also, the people, you know, while they're on the carousel, getting hate rated, it just we, this is a thing Twitch should have known was coming.
1: Yeah, true. That's the other part of it, right? That if you are going to feature people from a underrepresented or you know disenfranchised group, if you will you need to know that that's going to be a problem. Like I told you a couple years ago, I did a thing with the cookout. We, we did a thing talking about like black creators and how to promote themselves or whatever. And there was a talk, you know, basically for the rehearsal the day before of just like, Hey, we're going to make sure all of our mods are available and this is going to be a thing and whatever, because even for that, we knew there was going to be people there that were going to cause problems. And the mods did a great job, mind you. But, like, some people don't have groups or moderator teams that we're to work with. You know, they've got a handful of folks who may or may not normally be on during the time you're featuring them. So throw them a bone. Have three or four people just available to help moderate some of these chats with the people that you are featuring. Because otherwise, what's the point? You put somebody up there to be a target, and then, you know, they spend half their stream with their chat being full of crap or trying to deal with that and they can't even focus on what they're doing to promote themselves properly. So you're featuring somebody who's not even going to get to show the best of themselves because they've got to deal with this other idiocy that's happening. Like, so you're kind of just defeating the purpose because at that point you're almost better not doing it. If it's somebody who's not set up to be able to protect themselves, which sucks. I mean, it sucks on two fronts. One that you shouldn't even have to deal with it, but The other part being that there's no support for them when it happens. So it's like you're giving them the opportunity to grow, but it's very limited because they can't even show off what they're doing to its full potential.
0: How were they not prepared for this during Black History Month? We do this every month in February. This didn't sneak up on you.
1: But this has also come up recently when we talked about like, the the twitch award presentations and yeah. you know like hell we've mentioned three or four things in the last year where this has come up. So it's not like Twitch doesn't have a history and doesn't know this stuff happens. Like you can't say like oh we didn't know it was going to be that bad or we didn't know this was a problem. Like at least for the last year that we've chronicled right. specifically it's been a problem like quarterly at the at a minimum. So if we know, <laughs> right? Like I'm sure a bunch of other people know too that are at Twitch. No secrets. Yeah, that that's the problem, is that you say you want a thing and you're trying to make actions that are good, but then the easiest things they're failing at. That That's the thing, because this, like I said, this should be a slam dunk no-brainer. Like, every time, easy to do. Feature three or four people in the carousel at all times. Have a team of moderators to deal with that throughout the month. And hell, we know... Twitch has money. We know Amazon has money. So it ain't even like, well, you'd have to pay some moderators for the month of February. Like, yeah, cool. Do that. Right. It's good PR. And it endears people to your platform.
0: Which is the goal.
1: Yeah. Like, so I, it, it's terrible, man. It's terrible. But uh, remember how we talked about Stadia? Apparently, nope. Brian dug up some other news. Yeah,
0: Kotaku and a a number of other sources that cover the video game industry say apparently Stadia is in trouble. Google is trying to figure out what they're going to do with the platform, but they are looking, they're they're still trying to figure out ways to make it really. Apparently, they've even reached out to Peloton for maybe some kind of partners. I don't know. Maybe there's some kind of, maybe maybe it could be like Wii Sports, you know, maybe there's some kind of game or app that tracks what you're doing while you exercise it's you know it's possibility so it's not i guess 100 percent
1: dead but having problems i guess is the best way to say it i think it's more about peloton already having that like streaming network to all the different households and things that they work with yeah i think that's probably more of what the deal's about but yeah it's interesting because the little bit i could find sounds more like I guess it's more just being deprioritized by Google, which is, I mean, I kind of get it. Cause if you look at it and say like, how much money is this making? And Google looks at the, whatever, yeah. the other things they have and go like, these are all making a giant boatload of money. And this is only making a small, like right. dinghy size amount of money. Like, uh, you, you know. to
0: focus on the boatload. We get it.
1: Yeah. That's sort of what it feels like. like. So, so it's weird on the one hand, I don't even know if I can say it wasn't successful, as much as it's, it's just not making the money Google wants it to make at some point yeah. for the investment, I guess.
0: And again, with them reaching out to, because apparently Peloton, Bungie, and Capcom are some of the people they've talked to. So, who maybe you know five, ten years down the road? Because for just as an example, the PlayStation at one point was going to be an add-on. I think for the N sixty-four, Nintendo abandoned the project, and Sony's like, hey.
1: We've done all this work. Let's maybe make a video game console. Yeah. I mean, it could go that way too. I mean, because think about it if you're Bungie, even like getting access to a whole streaming network, depending on what your company goals are, that could be pretty yeah. beneficial, right? And Sony just apparently bought Bungie. So there's maybe. I mean, same thing with Peloton. In a way, it's like, you know, if somebody's already done a lot of the back-end work and they can get you into more households or onto more phones, yeah. it does make it easier for you to sell exercise things or whatever. Right? Like, maybe there's a thing there. I don't know.
0: Or whatever else you're trying to sell.
1: Because really, the difference for, you know, Stadia versus, you know, a PlayStation or an Xbox is they're selling the technology with Stadia whereas you're selling the hardware with the, with the other two. And I think that, that is kind of the proper way you have to look at it, is like all of that back-end work, all of those connections, all that stuff, like that has a value to a lot of people for a lot of different ways. You know. And, and I think that's one of the things when you wonder why companies merge or why they're interested in buying each other or whatever, a lot of times it's not even about the front-end properties that we care about. Right. It's about they don't have to do all this extra work, you know, because they were going to put some 50 million dollars or whatever into a project. And it's like, oh, we could just have this. Yeah. And that, that's a pretty big deal. Now, there's other weird things like right now where we have, what is it, Spirit and Frontier trying to merge? Yeah. I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> like, well, I mean, Spirit has needed help for a long time. so well, anything. Yeah. That- but both aren't great. I don't know if this is like two wrongs don't make a right (laughs) or if it's like together they get access to more things that makes both end products better. Like, I I don't really know. It could go either way, you know, but kind of the same thing with Stadia, right? If it continues on this path, is it fine? Sure. Is it ever going to be great? Maybe not because it won't get the proper attention. But if somebody else takes it over, does it get bigger and better or does it become something completely different? Right. Depending on the goals that the new company wants to do with it. I'd be curious, though, what those discussions are like and how much it's going to sell for.
0: Because one of the things we've learned is we've seen Google and Amazon try to get into the video game space. So often it doesn't matter how much money you have to throw at the project. Making video games and making video game communities is hard.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. And it's also weird to think about, too, right? Because even Sony and Microsoft both are big companies, but neither has as many arms out there as an Amazon or a Google. Right. So even with them being large companies and also having video game arms, like the other two are massive. And the majority of their money, like. It's kind of like when you look at Microsoft, like a big chunk of money comes from an Xbox. But they get a they get a big chunk of money from Windows too, right? Right. But when you look at Google and look at all the projects they have between like Android and Chrome and all this other stuff, like you know, hell, the YouTube, you know, whatever, right? Those make literal billions of dollars. So if Stadia only is making hell, I don't know, maybe even a hundred million, that's not all that exciting. You know what I mean? Like for a yeah. lot of companies, a hundred million out of your project it would still be pretty good. But when you're an Amazon or a Google, it's like so, eh, eh. Eh. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's weird to say that in the world because a hundred million dollars is still a crap load of money. But it's kinda like perspective, right? It, what does it mean to you within the scope of your business? People forget Google's still out here trying to map all the sky and all the ocean or whatever, you know, like Google's doing absurd things with their money. Right. So That feels so small in comparison, you know, to do what you could license out if you have a complete map of the solar system or the complete schematics of the oceans or whatever. Right. Like. There's so many, so much more money to be made from that other technology. So Google out here (laughs) trying to make first contact. Yeah, for real. It's crazy. But same thing with Amazon. You know, what's his name's out trying to like fly to the moon and so you know what I mean? Like, like. Scales are different, man. Scales are different. But I don't know. It'd be interesting to follow the story on Stadia, though, and kind of see what comes of it. If it stays with Google, if somebody else buys it, you know, because it sounds like it's still profitable, but it's just like, is it making enough that the higher ups at Google are ultimately going to care? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We'll see.
0: As you said, depending on what it sells for, if it sells, that could be there. (laughs) That could be more money than they'd make just running it themselves. Yeah, also true. Sometimes yeah. you'll take that, you know, that that cash influx up front, and be like, hey,
1: we did <laughs> we 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 had a number. <laughs> this gets us to that number. Yeah, because depending who gets it, I mean the goals could be completely different. We've seen multiple things change hands or get absorbed by their companies and become better over the years. So yeah, it's possible. But that brings us to our dinner table. And man, this is. I don't even, It's a topic of annoyance. I mean, the only way I can describe this. But for whatever reason, this past sometime between a week to two weeks seems like we've had a just explosion, a rash, if you will, in the most literal sense of knuckleheads, to put it politely, going after women in the gaming industry again and it's weird because it like don't be wrong i don't think they ever went away like we know there's been out there but it feels like it had been toned down pretty significantly for the last i would say for sure the last year probably the last two years maybe people just that other thing to be distracted with during the pandemic i don't know but this past week in particular i swear it feels like at least half the women on my social feeds have had like oh, I was on Reddit today, and somebody posted this about me. yeah, somebody posted this on Twitter. oh, i I responded to a thing on Facebook, and I got this stupid comment. like it's literally everywhere this past week. Like what gives man? because like here cause here's the thing, right? You can't be like, man, I really wish I had a significant other that like understood me and my games and wasn't upset with me going out with the guys or whatever. And then be like, well, I don't know why you women want to come in and stream or whatever. You're just trying to get good off your looks or whatever. Like, wait, what? What? Wait! You can't, like, say stupid crap like that to them and push them away and then expect that magically they're going to be okay with all the gamer guys or whatever. Right? You can't have it both ways. Oh, Miss Eldridge the other day was posting on Twitter about she got these posts or these messages about, like, well, you shouldn't be showing your skin whenever you're trying to – put stuff on social media or whatever. And like, I don't want to see your weight loss story. I don't want to see your, your birth journey. I don't want to see, but bo- like what dude, shut up <laughs> for real. Like to be honest, one, some of these women are damn beautiful and they're doing us a favor by posting on there. So shush Two, it's them. It's their body. It's their clothes. Maybe they want to show off a cool outfit. Maybe they were just happen to be at the beach that day and they want to share a picture. Maybe they just want to just have a day of getting praise and build up their self-esteem. I don't know. Who cares? It's their social media feed. Don't follow them. Right. If you don't (laughs) want to watch it, you're under no obligation to do so. That's the dumbest part. It's like you show up on Emma Skyward stream just to bash her for being on there playing magic. When, by the way, she's been in mythic and, you know, been in the top single digits and even number one for a while on the mythic ladder. So like, whatever, but like, What's the point? Like, you could just not watch her stream. Literally, you could just go away.
0: And let other people enjoy things.
1: Yeah. And it's not like any of these women doing any of this content takes away from me doing my content. Right? If you don't want to watch them and you want to watch me, then watch me and don't watch them. Like, we can have different audiences that enjoy different products. You can have people that enjoy both products. But how in the world is it benefiting us to want to be. I don't even know what the right word is. I was going to say mean, but mean isn't even good enough. But to just. A-holes. Yeah, something, right? Just, what, is, what good does it do just to hate on these women? Like, the only thing I can get is maybe you just don't like looking at women and you're not as straight as you think you are. I don't know. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But that doesn't mean you have to lash out at the women for it. Because, like, I, I'm generally confused. Like, when I see these comments, I'm like, what is... Like, I think the problem I'm having trouble with is when you post that kind of message, what is your expected outcome? They're like, you're going to roll into Emma's stream and then just be like, well you're just, I'm here getting attention because you're pretty or whatever. And she's like, ah, oh, you know, you're right. I probably shouldn't be streaming and then turn it off. Like, what do you, what do you think? Yeah, uh... Like, like really what's, what's the expected outcome? She's like, you're right. I wouldn't have noticed that. Or, ah, oh, you got me. Like, I, like I'm sorry. I'm pretty. I mean, what, I don't know. When... Yeah. Like what's the upside? Like literally what, what is, And that's the part that baffles me. I can't think at all what you think that comment's going to lead to. Like nothing good is going to come from that other than you just getting dragged. That's about it. Ain't nothing else going to happen. And it's weird too, because these are often other people that have no real dog in the fight, right? They don't stream. They don't do YouTube videos. They don't have a social following or anything. Right? So what does it hurt if this person's out here doing good content? Genuinely. Like, I I don't even understand. Like, what are you even arguing against? Just
0: being a troll, basically. For a trolling, for a trolling sake.
1: Yeah, that's exactly it. And only thing I can say again is just like, hey, if you see this out here, you see people posting this stuff, like, speak up. Like, protect some of these folks. Like, shoot down the knuckleheads. You know, because What are they going to do anyway? They're just running their mouth. But just let them know, like, hey, this ain't welcome here. Like, you're an idiot. Because a lot of times, being honest, there's other people who want to say something, but they're afraid. But if two or three people speak up, now all of a sudden everybody else would be like, yeah, they're right, dude. You probably shouldn't have done this. You know, whatever. And then eventually the positive voices become louder than the negative voices. But, like, there's zero reason to have that type of behavior. And I've said it before, like if you like your games and you like your communities and you want there to be more and better things and more events and whatever, you need women to play. Like that's just more money. It's more eyeballs. It's better metrics across the board. More sponsors want to be involved. The bigger variety of sponsors want to be involved, right? Like you should want as many people of as many different genders, backgrounds, religions, whatever involved in your communities because you can get more things. The Super Bowl doesn't draw whatever, you know, 50 million viewers or whatever if it was all one demographic. Like, they're getting people from every walk of life, every background, every gender, whatever, watching the damn Super Bowl. Even more this year because you got a happening halftime show. But But seriously, it's, it's a crazy situation. And I don't know why I, I would love it if y'all could let me know on social media or something or in our Discord if you know where where this is originating from. Are there some different websites or are there different social creators or whatever out here like telling people stuff? Because like I said, this was mostly quiet up until recently. And it got really bad this past week, it seems like, because it's been so many people. And then of course, even on my own stuff, I got some extra trolls this week, but... Not to the level that some of these women were getting stuff. So the the trolls are out and about this week, and I don't know what caused. It. Again, maybe it's just pandemic's passing, people are dropping their mask mandate, people are feeling free again, you know, people are out here doing some <sighs> stuff. I don't know. Maybe that's all it is. But I'd be really curious if there's another explanation. But anyway, Brian, once you know everybody they can find you on social media.
0: All right, I am Brian Sionic on Twitter, YouTube, and our family channel on YouTube is Allen's Ever After.
1: And you can find me just about everywhere at PowerDragon, P-O-W-R-D-R-A-G-N. Come by, say hi sometime, come follow me. I'm a big, crazy mess with lots of cool stuff to say if you wanna come follow me on my socials. But as always, please take care of yourself. I know some of y'all, like we mentioned, are gonna be dropping your mask mandates, going back out in public and whatnot. Just still protect yourself, watch yourself, you and your family, still get your flu shots or whatever, because that's still a thing. And remember, at the very least, to be awesome and be awesome to each other. If you'd like to further support Color of Magic, you can find us on our website at colorofmtg.com. We also have a Patreon if you'd like to donate Other patreon.com slash color of magic. You can also find us on Facebook under Color of Magic. And if you want to follow us along at Twitter, you can find us there at color of MTG. And as always, please share the podcast around to your friends, your network, people you think might enjoy it, because every little bit helps as we're trying to increase our user base.